the very first thing is to be a model of what you're selling. A hundred percent. Because I'd be a fraud, right? Basically, basically yeah, I'll, I'll be a fraud. I mean, your word, not mine. And now, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's business consultants and all type of stuff in every industry that has nothing to do with the industry. But what I want for you is not just money. What I want for you is self-actualization. And so that means that not only am I making the bag and I'm successful and all of that stuff, but I also am fulfilled and happy. I don't want you to wait 10, 15 years, two years from now and all of a sudden be wake up and like, I don't feel meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. So I want it to feel meaningful for you. And so don't just be like, based on my degree, I can go to any industry. That's technically true. But where are you going to show up 100% is going to be something that you are have affinity towards and that you're genuinely drawn to. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures. You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Hey, what's up, guys? So I just want to give you a little context about the episode you're about to hear. If you've been listening to the podcast for quite some time, you've probably heard periodically where I share conversations that I privately had with individuals who reached out to me for some guidance or some coaching around their career. Well, you're about to hear a similar conversation between me and a gentleman named Dylan. He was actually the videographer at a speaking engagement that I recently did. And afterward, He asked me, could we set up some time to talk privately? And of course, I agreed. And this conversation, you'll hear me coaching Dylan through a question that he never even asked, which essentially is, what the heck should I be doing with my life? Dylan has some great education, has some experience, and he's trying to figure out how to utilize it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I think it'll be helpful for those of you who are also trying to navigate what your purpose is and how you want to utilize your skill sets. So enjoy. Hey, Dylan, good to see you. Good to see you as well. So as I was um, saying, though, what caught my attention was your speech. So like I never took a public speaking class aside from one class in undergrad, but I always was told by my mom, like when given an opportunity to speak, you need to speak. So me and public speaking always went hand in hand. So when I see a, another great public speaker, I'm like, okay, I want to get my level to their level. I want to know what what's making them get up there so happy and so eager. So you got this constant smile that's like really contagious. And now I'm over here smiling, which is why I want to be able to, one, hopefully whatever I can present to you with my skills and resources likewise can happen with yourself and then boom, we got something great. But 
nonetheless, you know, I, I was very impressed by your presentation skills and how confident you were, how much of a subject matter expert you were in this field. I personally am not too knowledgeable of this. I originally just came to Moselle as a videographer or someone to just help her with this quick clip. And um, me being the, the research nerd that I am, I dug deep into it and I saw how much the industry was worth. And I said, man, this sounds like I can go a little further within this industry and make me some real money. So it's best that I connect with people who know what I don't know. So again, you obviously are a subject matter expert. You know, you held your ground with the little bit of antics and critics you had at the last presentation. And it's like, okay, this is who I need to talk to. <laughs> okay. So let me make sure I understand do you want best practices for having a speaking career? Is that what you want to focus on today? No. So I'm sorry. Let me get more specific. So I'm a business consultant. I have my Lane Six Sigma certification. I got my master's degree in business organizational structures with a specialty. So anything that deals with project management, process improvement, uh, helping startups go from point A to point B, business development, I try to translate that to any sector, public sector, private sector, retail, music, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to dive into the healthcare field. A uh, quick little backstory. When I was getting my undergrad in business, I never really wanted it. I was just like, man, I want to make some money. My mama kind of made me go to school and it was paid for. So I looked up a lot of industries that paid the most, obviously, and healthcare was always number one. I saw a, uh, a healthcare consultant position like three months before I graduated at Henry Ford, and the pay was outrageous. I think there was, um, I think they was paying something like ninety dollars an hour. I was like, oh man, ninety dollars an hour, twenty one, fresh out of college, I could do this. Safe to say, I didn't get that, but that just goes to show how much money is in health, whether if it's holistic or uh, what is it? What's what's the new age health, Western or Eastern? Mm -hmm. whichever one it is, a lot of money in health. So I want to know how can I transfer my consulting skills into the healthcare realm, specifically holistic health, because there's a lot of money in it. Mm -hmm. So you want to know, like, what's the best way for you to get into the healthcare industry? Exactly. Using, yeah. Okay, With using, my skill set. Okay. So I first need you to tell me your skill sets again. I heard project management. I heard helping startups get from point A to point B. Tell me what you have done and that's what you have receipts in. Got you. So just recently, I was working under Mike Duggan under his Lean Six Sigma consulting team where we had to jump department from department to execute this fund known as ARPA, American Relief Program Act. So when the pandemic came about, a lot of businesses shut down and they pretty much flatlined financially. So we had to take this $800 million and put it to use. Doing so, we were able to find out, okay, why businesses fail, what areas they lacked in, and how much money did they need. My job was to come in to ensure that that money was being handled properly and ethically. Mm -hmm. On top of that, a big asset to that would be grant development. So we had to develop grants out of those funds, which oftentimes resulted in people presenting a business plan. And in order for that business plan to be presented to city council from whatever this business is, they had to give us point A to point B as to where they saw themselves in two years or three years or four years. So that's where my business development skills came in place. From that point, I got promoted to run what's called a right to counsel program. That program was for residents to not be evicted for whatever reason. 
a lot of that came from having to sell different services to lawyers and attorneys saying, okay, look, we have these tenants here who don't know where they're going to go. What can I present to you contractor wise for you to be able to help them and present them in court? So a lot of that dealt with sales, pitching, and business development efforts for contracts with business plans. So I'm almost wondering how could I, for example, maybe get into healthcare sales with holistic health? Got it. I was taking notes. Okay. So when you listen to a lot of stuff you did, I wrote down, I heard some market research starting off grant or allocating money for Mm -hmm. specific projects based on the development. So business plan development, sales services, sounds like a little contract development and then business Mm -hmm. development. Okay. And so you're trying to figure out how can you transfer those skills into the healthcare industry? So now let me ask you another question. What aspect of what you do or of what you've done do you genuinely enjoy and makes you happy regardless of how much money it makes? I like seeing people with a business idea being brought to life. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, you know, look, I got a retail business. I have to close, but I don't know how to get started online. Okay. I say, well, here's a uh, social media business model. Let's follow this model and let's get this online. Here's an SEO model. Let's take these key elements as it relates to your demographic, your specific product, and then let's build a website. Okay. So you really like the um, kind of pre-revenue startup businesses? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's easier to work with them because they're not as stubborn. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to sound mean, but they're they're kind of ignorant right now. All, all mm-hmm. they know is that, like, for example, when all those PPP loans was going on, people had hundreds of thousands of dollars and then they blew it. All they know is that, okay, we got money and I got a good idea, but they don't exactly know how to work it as a business. So almost, it's almost like I want to be like a teacher in a sense. Mm-hmm. Not really a teacher, but uh, an yeah. advisor. Yeah, for sure. So help people monetize their good ideas. Exactly. Okay, next question. Does the industry matter? Based on what you've done, the type of businesses you've worked with, has there been a specific industry that has really like excited you? Like I know you said you worked with like the tenants who needed to find a place to stay and working in like that. So that's more like the community develop and stuff like that. So retail... Because there's so many people that you get to meet in fashion, and it's a lot of what I like to call, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's on the tip of my tongue, but it means like weird and creative. Because a mm. lot of, when it comes to fashion, there's no like line drawn against as creative as it gets. And I'm mm. a creative, so, and I got a lot going through my mind. So when I see these lookbooks, for example, and I see people matching these pieces, I'm like, okay. This is freaking awesome. I like this. So retail is fun. Let me see. What else? Because I, I pretty much jumped all over the place, but retail has pretty much been like something that I've always found myself in. That's pretty much that. Honestly, I haven't really asked myself that question. That's to like, what sector or field do I really enjoy the most? Yes. Okay. So retail and physical products, not digital products, right? Yeah. Physical products. Yeah. Okay. And then it sounds like you're drawn to artsy eccentric 
It could be fashion. Eccentric was the word I was looking for. Yes, eccentric okay. is the word I was looking for. <laughs> I guess you could say nightlife as well. And I can get specific as to why nightlife. Uh, it's very lucrative. It's very lucrative. My fraternity brother owned a bar about a couple years ago, Ebony Showcase. And I was going over his um, balance sheet. And I mean, this guy was open four days a week and made 300K. I said, oh my God, I need a part of that, right? Like, you know, that don't really sound too normal, but um, yeah. it's very lucrative. It's very well, how lucrative. Much you, how much of that 300K was profit? No, that was the profit. It that was, was the profit. So what was the overall sales? Now that I don't know, but I saw his take home was about 302K. And he was um, based off of Seven Mile. I forget where it was at, but he ended up selling it, though. He sold it to a uh, a real estate tycoon. Okay. So this is very good information. So I'm hearing two different things. You know, I'm hearing what you naturally like and want to do, but I'm also hearing like this big desire to make a lot of money, right? And mm-hmm. so I heard you say like, hmm, healthcare. There's money in that, especially holistic. But I didn't hear you express any genuine. And I'll be very transparent. It's because, one, I'm new to it. I mean, this is my, I think we're going on third week into this venture. Okay. I've always had a, I won't say a desire to learn about it, but I've been slightly interested in healthcare in general. Like, my sister is a travel nurse, and I mean, she's practically making the same as a doctor. I mean, she's never home, which is her mm-hmm. sacrifice, but... Let me put it like this. I'm good at consulting. I want to go where the money yet. Okay. <laughs> if I find love in it, wonderful. Plus, um, right. <laughs> it's a plus. If I like it, good. If I don't like it, I'm obviously not going to do it. But if I like it, cool. If I love it, double thumbs up. All right. That's fair. So what I'll just warn you about is that eventually you're going to have to find what you love. Because, um, okay. yeah, as soon as you start making money, as soon as you're comfortable and you're kind of living the lifestyle you want to live, and honestly, it might not even be as soon as, it might be before, you mm-hmm. will find that your work, no matter how good you are at it, will start to drain you because there's literally mm-hmm. no passion, right? And so mm-hmm. if I was to give you a piece of advice before anything else, it would be to try and start with something that you have a genuine interest in and that you really give a F about. Right. Okay. Um, That's fair. Because I can I can tell you for a fact, I don't care what the industry looks like from the outside. If you really care about it, you're gonna make the bag. It's gonna happen. Because you take a different approach to how you service your customer when you give all the F's. You know what I'm saying? So you can start with chasing the money, but that's gonna fizzle out really quickly. It just won't sustain you, not at all. But if you're trying to get into the healthcare industry and you say that kind of your history is in retail, specifically the retail industry, then it will have to be a healthcare business that probably is doing something like supplements or something like that, like in the holistic mm-hmm. space, right? Like, and you know what? I was just about to say, if we're talking about something that I love, as I mentioned before, my mama pretty much made me go to college. Is that or she with me? And one thing that I had really had a honestly still do have a passion for a legitimate passion was sports management. My original bachelor's degree before I changed it five times was sports management. I always wanted to be an NFL agent until I I kind of spooked myself with the numbers. I looked up some reports and found that basically it's a monopoly when it comes to NFL agents. So there are a group of brothers known as the Rossenhaus brothers who have about 
close to almost a trillion dollars in contracts. And what they do is they recruit the top athletes. And then there's an ethical dilemma. Now it's, okay, we know that we're going after these poor athletes who come from, you're from Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Like poor athletes who come from like Dexter, Seven Mile, and Brightmore, and they, they you know, they mom and dad, they never made more than 30000 and we presented them, you know, 15 to $20 million. Then there's me, who has zero experience in sports management, just got my certificate maybe last week, and now I'm coming in and I say, hey, I could try to get you $2 million. So it puts a disadvantage in new sports agents who come in. So from that point, I said, okay, do I even want to waste my time and money because the test is $2,500. You can only take it twice a year. If you fail it twice, you can't can't take it for another five years. So I kind of just left sports. I see how I say I left sports management alone for a minute. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, I guess I'm going to just go to another industry. And I found myself in public service and government. Again, I talk a lot. I'm sorry. So if you have to ask, like, what is the specific field that I could see myself if I were to jump into the holistic health sector, it would be sports administration, mm. which you just hinted at with supplements. I have absolutely no clue how that would even work because there's so many rules and regulations and things to keep people like myself who's not certified to work with this entertainment industry because entertainment is entertainment. It's an extremely lucrative business. Yeah. I guess that's why I like nightlife because of the, how much money could come in. But yeah. if we take the money out of it, I mean, I love sports. I played football and ran track in high school. I had ball dreams, but that failed, obviously. So <laughs> when it comes to sports, I mean, that's something that I could honestly, if I said, okay, can I see myself doing this for 10 to 15 years and not really complaining about it? I mean, we all go complain, but like actually like nagging and being in agony. No, I don't. I see that being very fun. There we go. All right. So it's sports. Your personal life, if you're not working, thinking about money, thinking about how to use your degree, you're into sports naturally, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Martial games, all of that. Okay. So I'm going to say two things. The first is you said something very imperative. You said, I scared myself out of it by doing research. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then you said, like, it wouldn't be even worth it. They only get a test twice a year. There's already a monopoly on the industry, right? So everything that you articulated is nothing but limiting beliefs, okay? So Mm. this is the personal development work that needs to be done for you to be successful in entrepreneurship. If something lights you up and you start down the path, you are not allowed to quit because of what it appears like, right? Mm. Like the fact that you had did some research, you see all these people that are getting to the people first. But then you also said something really important was you said you feel like sometimes the agents or the institutions or whatever are a little predatory on poor athletes or whatever. Now, what you alluded to when you said that was a need for somebody to come in and possibly clean it up and not take advantage of these young black kids in these poor neighborhoods with all this talent, right? And so that could be a perspective. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that could be a differentiator in the way you approach this, right? Like showing up with integrity and saying, I'm from where you're from. I know what it's like. I have ball dreams too. And I want to protect those who are going to get in this industry and blah, blah, blah. So that could be approached that actually makes you more attractive, even though you're not this big agency, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Besides all of that, have I'm sure you have, but you know Rich Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Rich Paul is LeBron's agent. Was not an agent before LeBron James. He's the friend of LeBron James, right? 
And so now LeBron James is worth a billion dollars. And, you know, Rich Paul was not a sports agent before LeBron James. And so it's just proof. So if you're going to study anything, so if, if you've studied something that scared the hell out of you, let's study something that could give you hope. So if you're going to study anything, let's study Rich That's Paul. You know I'm going to keep your bar. And so that would be my advice. If this is something that you're like, yo, I'm into this, I like it. And I started here and I just was able to talk myself out of it. Right. And then you switch okay. your mate five times. But where you started instinctually is where you should have stayed. So if you were to get into this from a healthcare standpoint with like, supplements, sports enhancers, something that can improve the performance of the athlete or however that could look from a business consulting side, you know, you could easily consult with a business who has companies like that and help blow their brand up and help them get to the right segments of the population. And if their product is designed for athletes or performance enhancers on the field or whatever it looks like. So there's business consulting opportunities within obviously the sports industry that could still match and align with what you did go to school for. But also, it is also available to you to revisit what your initial dream was 100% because the business experience that you have will also be relevant in that space. But whatever you do, you are not allowed to scare yourself out of anything else just because it seems like it's going to be hard work. Touche. All right. Okay. Yeah, but I don't Uh, think my version of a healthcare industry is, I don't think you should pursue it. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I'm in the plant-based space. I sell digital products. So everything I sell is online, coaching programs, courses. I have a mastermind, all of that, speaking. You can help a business like mine and it could be lucrative, but I don't even think you should get into it. It's just not, it's not you. It doesn't match you. And I'm suspecting, and excuse me if this is judgment, do you even live the lifestyle? Like, how are you about personal health yourself? I guess it's kind of hard for me to say, because I was going to say, I think I live relatively healthy, but you might have a different perspective of that. <laughs> but um, I'll say it like this. I live the typical top athletic diet, if I must say. Get What's your protein, mean? few carbs, drink water, and exercise. Hey coach, pardon the interruption, but if you're enjoying this episode, you're going to love this even more. Did you know that every month I teach a complimentary coaching business masterclass telling you all of the strategies and best practices that I've personally used to develop a successful coaching business? That's right. If you're wondering how to specialize, how to put an offer together, how to develop mastery around the nutrition and lifestyle science, If you're trying to figure out how to create curriculum, how to even coach, then you need to be in my monthly coaching business masterclass. And not only do I teach you the business strategies of what I've done to develop a successful coaching business, but I also teach you the mindset strategies. So every month I'm delving out business and mindset. I tell you what to do, and then I share with you who you need to become. If that sounds like something you need, Make sure you click the link in the show notes to get registered for our next one. I'll see you there. Now back to the show. Right now I'm fasting, right? So I skip out on breakfast. I've always skipped out on breakfast, but I'm adding an extra four hours to my fast just because I ate crappy yesterday. Crappy meaning I banged out some hot Cheetos and I had a few Pop-Tarts. Yes, I will admit it. Uh, What what did you say at your last meeting? Don't even sit here and lie to you and waste your time. I'm not going to do that to you. My typical diet looks like (laughs) salmon. chicken, no steak, a little pasta here. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. I ain't going to front. 
but the things that I do stay far away from is pop. For the most part, I don't eat chips. But yesterday, I had to have me some hot Cheetos. They look so good. Cookies, sweets. I don't. That's it. Never was really in my diet. I just always ate pure protein, animal protein. I must say, and uh, I just drink water, and that's just pretty much what I do. And I work out twice a day. Yeah, I'm still in top notch shape from high school. I never really skipped a beat. So honestly, no, I have not. But am I up for a challenge to see if I might like it and possibly pursue it? Absolutely. No, yeah. for sure. Because uh, Moselle has definitely been telling me, I'm not even going to say she hint at it. She just flat out said, so when you go start? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. No, I'm not going to check it out. But now, you know, I, I am up for a challenge. And I say it's a challenge because it's something new to me. It's something foreign. So, I mean, hey, I might. I might like it. It's kind of like when you were a kid and you don't want to eat adult food. Like, I wouldn't eat no greens and yams. I wanted chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets with some barbecue sauce. And then, you know, as my palate diversified and grew, you know, I started to say, well, okay, I like healthier foods. I like my vegetables. I like fruits. I don't really like this. So, yeah, I would honestly, you know, I'd give it a try and see if it's something that I can sustain and eventually possibly, you know, yeah. take it up for life. Seriously. Okay. I was talking about that the other day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You don't belong over here yet. You feel me? So like, no, that's, don't... Fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And you get to take your time and experiment and see which direction you want to go in with your personal health. Mm -hmm. But as far as like getting into the field and being able to talk our language from a business standpoint, you want to know the language of the customer you're going to serve. Like, you know, the language of sports, like, you know, that shit, like that's where you should be. And you can tackle it from many different pun intended. You can tackle it from many different. Uh, you're right? so fire today, ain't you? It's the okay. plants. It's the, it's my brain just be going crazy. I didn't already hit the gym, but there's so many ways to get into what you already love. So why get into something for which you don't know the language at all? Because you've been a player and you still like train and eat. Like you said, I didn't miss a beat since high school. Like it's like a no brainer almost. Right. So why not get into this industry or go with what you love with the fashion and all of that? Because you probably keep a pulse on that more than anything else, too. But not definitely not healthcare. Uh -uh. No. Mm -hmm. So if if I did want to take that approach, what would you suggest my first step be? Changing my diet and then seeing that that's something that I could even. Yeah. So if you wanted to take the approach of like getting healthier for yourself or coming over into no. the health space, coming into the health space. Yep. Yep. The very first thing is to be a model of what you're selling. Hundred percent. Because I'd be a fraud, right? basically yeah i'll be a fraud i mean your word not mine and now don't get me wrong i mean there's business consultants and all type of stuff in every industry that has nothing to do with the industry but what i want for you is not just money what i want for you is self-actualization and so that means that not only am i making the bag and i'm successful and all of that stuff but i also am fulfilled and happy you know what i mean and i'm mm. in a space that gives me peace. Like what you just said earlier is like, can I see myself doing it for 10 to 15 years with no complaints uh, outside of basic complaints? Yes, I can. I want you to be able to say that definitively. Like, that's how I feel about what I do. I'm like, not only am I cold at it, I am genuinely every day happy every day. Like I don't have to pull myself out of bed as an entrepreneur to get the work done. I don't have to, when it's something brand new that I have to learn, I'm not overwhelmed or frustrated. I don't like rely on procrastination because I don't feel like doing that because I'm only here for the money, right? Like I don't take opportunities if it's only for the money, but I make sure it's aligned with what my mission is. And so I don't want you to wait 
10, 15 years, two years from now, and all of a sudden be wake up and like, I don't feel meaningful. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want it to feel meaningful for you. And so if something like sports is something you've always been into, right. And you already follow, why not do your business consulting in that space? Because you are now tying the personal with the professional. And so don't just be like, based on my degree, I can go to any industry. That's technically true. But where are you going to show up? A hundred percent is going to be something that you are have affinity towards and that you're genuinely drawn to. And you are hitting it right on the dot because that's where I'm slowly. Actually, no, that's where I'm very much passionately heading. I'm trying to find the field that I really could just thrive in. I mean, well, I won't say necessarily what truly thrive in is how I'm going to enhance that statement because I do public industry. I mean, public sector. So city of Detroit, federal government. I hated the federal government. City of Detroit, city council. I was elected a position. I mean, like, that's all fun and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, it was kind of nerve wracking. Like, knowing that I had to play politics and kiss butt. And I'm going to just say it how it is. Look at all these cones. And it just, that's definitely not me. So now I'm like, okay, where am I going to land? Yep. And you actually bring it back to life because I was letting that flame die. Like I totally cut out sports administration. I said, I don't want to do with it at all. Actually, I don't even want to work in the field. And I don't even know why I just cut it out. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're enlightening me right now. So I think I'm a, not, I think I am going to go back. I am going to go back and, and take a stab at that and see what's going on. And it's actually funny because my mentor, Reggie Wins owns the largest sports training group for high school individual college students in Michigan called Rising Stars Training Academy. That's funny. That's funny. See, yes. it's, it's like clockwork. We make our lives so much harder than what it needs. We to do. Be. We do. But that's what we need each other for because you just brought something to my attention that's always been there. I've just been ignoring it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to take a stab at that. And what I want to do, if it's okay with you, I want to follow up in about two or three months to let you know how that goes. Yeah, I, I dare you. It don't make me come find you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you, I got you. So I appreciate your honesty and transparency. And um, I'm going to do my due diligence. I want to update you because you're not part of my network and I want to let you know how much you played a part in that success. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to drop a bar for you when I'm giving my presentation, wherever that's at. <laughs> Just to let you know, I remember everything you said. And uh, yeah, that's going to be that. So I I do thank you for taking the time out for just simply, you know, bringing that flame back up and just enlightening me. Because again, as I mentioned before, your your speech at that, at that talk at WC3 was like freaking crazy. Even though like it was all brand new to me. I'm like, man, this girl is so educated and smart. Like this is somebody that I want to, I want to pick her brain and see what she knows. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad you reached out because so many people think that, but they never reach out to see who can help or how they can help. So thank you for going. Close mouths don't get fed at all. Period. I will be the first to say, I need help. Listen, I was that person in class that you hated. I, I rose my hand six, seven times. It was either that or fail my test. You wasn't going to be there helping me. So, hey, I need help. Can you slow down? Can you say it again? Like, close mouths don't get fed. So if I see somebody, especially somebody who knows more than me, I actually want to be the dumbest person in the room because I want to be around people who are so much smarter than me. So thank you. Wonderful job. Excellent. You're welcome.
All right. So I look forward to hearing you in the first quarter of 2024 then, hearing from you. Absolutely. I'm going to schedule my meeting. All right. I'll talk to you then. (laughs) All right. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.